Psalm 122. It's on page 512. This is the way it ought to be. Smiling. Laughing. Because the Bible said, I was glad. Notice the word was, all capitalized. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built, it's a city that is compacted together. Whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, under the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment and thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee because of the house of the Lord our God I will seek thy good. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to come to your house. Speak to our hearts, Lord, and I thank you for those who have chosen to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you imagine not going to church to worship? I was sitting there thinking a few minutes ago. There was a point, a time in my life when I did not want to go. I don't know. Maybe it was just those teenage rebellious years to see what you can get away with. But what about adults? Saved adults. It disturbs me when I look into our deacon book and looking up people's names or and to see out beside their name, um, they're not here. And I'm looking at their age, and I'm thinking, they ought to know better. But can you imagine a time when, or that could happen, but not going to church? Can you imagine not standing for anything? No matter what, who'd start something, well, we'll just stand with them. I don't really stand for anything. I was talking to a man one time. I said, where do you go to church? Well, uh, I go different churches. I, I go somewhere different every Sunday. Now, you know he don't do that. Somewhere different every Sunday? I mean, he'd be in, my goodness, he'd be in 52 churches a week. A year, I mean. See, that don't make sense, does it? I can't imagine not going to God's house. I can't imagine not standing for something. Can you imagine not having Christian friends? All your friends are lost. You're the only Christian. Well, that could be possible. Could be impossible with you. Where you work, where you hang out, you may be the only Christian there. Do they know you are? Can you imagine not having Christian friends? 
Can you imagine a day without prayer? I'm not going to talk to you today, God. I got everything else going on. I just I don't have the time to fool with it. I'll call you if I need you. Can you imagine a day without prayer? It ought to be a part of our life to give thanks to the Lord. David wrote this psalm in particular for the people to sing at a time when they were going up for the holy feast at Jerusalem. What an example uh, for you and I to follow, going to the house of the Lord. First of all, we see there in in verse 1 the invitation. Uh, I don't ever remember an invitation for myself because... You know, I was taken to church as a child, okay? So it wasn't an invitation. Would you like to come and go? You know, no. Here's your clothes. Get ready. We're going. Okay? In our household, from, from day one, Lynn and I got married. It never well, ever was the question, are we going to church Sunday? And it bothers me when I hear, let's say, children or teenagers Ask their parents, are we going to church tonight? You know, it's not an option, y'all. It shouldn't be an option. It's an invitation. He, he simply said, I was glad. And we ought to be glad. Um, as we, if we look at this, this first verse, think about this, the joy in the prospect of Christian worship. The joy. Uh, Paul over in in, uh, uh, Philippians talks about the joy of the Lord and and being happy in the Lord. Joy in the prospect of Christian worship. Now, four little simple things here. Joy in Christian worship. Listen, first of all, because of the instructions we receive, okay? Now, I'll have to admit, I hadn't sang that one hymn we sang. I don't remember that song. I like that song. I like new songs, okay? Something different. We get in a rut sometimes. But coming together for instructions that we receive out of God's holy word, out of music, but also because of the exercises in which we engage ourselves in. Okay, it bothers me, and I'm sure it might bother Mark uh, on any service. Uh, if you look around and some folk, they ain't not singing, they're standing there. Well, I don't sing. Well, open your mouth and let your lips flop and everybody will think you're singing. You know, fool somebody. Uh, you know, we got a great choir. Somebody said, well, why wouldn't you sing today? I was sick. I didn't, my, my throat was bothering me. Well, go and fill the spot and wiggle your lips. You know, be there. Engage yourself in the exercises of worship. If you don't, hey, God may take that away. And I want to be a part of what he's doing. Uh, we think about joy and the prospect of Christian worship. Uh, receiving instructions, engaging in, in the exercises, but also uh, the society in which we mingle tomorrow, tonight after service. People are going to ask, well, what kind of service did y'all have? If you're hanging around with Christians, if you're hanging around with lost folk, they're not going to say a thing about it. You're going to have to take the initiative and say, wow, we had a great time in, in God's house today. 
Make it plain. Make it simple. Also because of the sacred interest. The sacred interest that we promote in that, hey, I'm a child of God. I believe in the word of God. And I know he hears and answers my prayers. Now, we're not only thinking about the joy and prospect of worship where he says, I was glad when they said unto me, he says, let us go into the house of the Lord. The joy, the invitation of Christian worship. The invitation. Now, some of you could stand tonight and give a testimony about how, yes, you were invited to church. You know, you you were invited. And I've heard people say, well, I don't go anywhere I'm not invited. Well, I understand that. But invite people. Give them an excuse to come, okay? Some folk are looking for an excuse to come. And so we need to invite them. Then they have an excuse to come. Um, I'm recalling two or three places. I work so many, I can't remember them all, where... You know, this cold turkey walk in and say, hey, uh, y'all need any help? I need a job. One of the jobs I had one time, uh, I was still at home, wasn't married, and uh, Daddy had had a heart attack, and I felt it was my responsibility to help carry the load that he was not going to be able to carry because he laid brick for a living, and if you didn't work, you didn't have money. And so I acquired uh, a job. Um, I was already working a full-time job, but, but then I got a job at Burger King in Anderson. Um, it was right across from the Shining Tower. If y'all remember where the Shining Tower was, it's right straight across. In fact, it's in the same location it was 40-plus years ago. And I'd go to work there at 10, 30, between 10, 30 and 11 at night. And I'd finish up about 5 in the morning to go home to change clothes to head on to my job. You know what my job was? Washing windows inside and out. Um, You know, I think about all those things. Um, The things we do, the people we come in contact with, and, and, and even come into God's house to worship and to receive instructions and to, to exercise our faith. Okay? Um... My cardiologist last week, he says, uh, are you exercising? I said, well, I wanted to go in a different direction. I said, well, he said, what I mean, are you doing a lot of walking? I said, yes, sir, I do a lot of walking. But I said, not for exercise. Um, I said, I work. I work every day. And he said, uh, Okay. Listen to my heart and everything. He said, everything sounds real good. He said, but you know, I'm not a crystal ball. Uh, he said, you're doing well right now. I said, so it's like an inspection on an automobile when we used to have to have them inspected. Hey, my taillights is shiny and working. My headlights are bright and dim. Leave the shop and blow a light. Boom. You know, he said, no guarantee. I said, no, sir, no guarantee. And then I said, who is your doctor? <laughs> you know what? He, right quick he said, I don't see a doctor. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> Man counting on himself. Can you imagine putting a stethoscope up here and listening to your own heart? <laughs> or your neck or what have you. But when we think about the invitation of Christian worship, 
It shows others that we're interested in them. It shows others that we're interested in them. How do people know you're interested in them and what's going on in God's house if you don't talk about it and talk to them about it and to say, hey, I wish that you would be, just, just go with me one time. Just go with me one time. Um, I think about these things that, that God shows us in his word. Um, you know, I think about was glad. Hey, I was glad. I am glad. And if God gives me strength, I'm going to be glad to be a part of the house of God. Uh, I can take you to a little place in Cameroon, Africa. Uh, way, way, way out in the sticks. And I am not exaggerating when I tell you we rode eight or ten hours in a car. Stayed in a motel without water. Got up the next morning and traveled on into the jungle. I'm serious. And we had gotten there. They were gathering for worship. And uh, the guy saw me. He said, now, you, 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 this might be different, but he said, you'll be preaching. And you'll be preaching under two interpreters. And he said, so, you know, don't do too long of phrases. Well, inside a little bamboo hut, they had dug holes and put in logs upright and had a log laying across it, and that's what they sit on. And that was my first time. I had preached with one interpreter, but two. And I'm looking around, and here stands this guy behind me with a big... I don't know what kind of tree it was, like a bamboo, but it had a lot of leaves on it. And then here was another guy with what I call a fly swat. Okay, and I start, I, read, I share my scripture, I say it, he says it, they say it, and the people respond. This guy standing behind me, he's a giving it this with his big fan. He's, he's a keeping me cool. And the other guy, I'm serious, he is killing whatever's flying. I mean, can you imagine the distractions? Even in that, I was glad when they said we're going to worship. It's not, hey, a big fancy place with padded pews and air conditioning and PA system. I mean, you're just out there. Um, but... Be interested in people. Invite them to the service so they'll have a reason to come. You, show, you see, as again, I said it, it shows that you're interested in them. Okay? And, and, hey, I've heard it more than once around here. You have the friendliest church. Hey, if you get in here, you're going to find out that we've got a loving church. If you really get involved, you're going to find out we have a praying church. And if you come long enough, you're going to find out that we really have some good singing. I tell folk, you need to come four Sundays in a row to find out what kind of singing and preaching and what kind of folk you, you're going to be surrounded with, okay? Okay, the invitation. I was glad when it said unto me, let's go into the house of the Lord. Let's go to the second verse. We see the impression. You notice there it talks about his feet. His feet. Um, he simply says, "My feet shall stand within the gates, within the gates, within the door, inside the building. It's, it's personal attendance. 
You can't walk in here for somebody else. You walk in here on your own for God. You can't walk in here for anybody else. You can invite, you can encourage, you can walk with them. But he says, my feet, um, personal attendance. We also see in that verse uh, personal security. He says, uh, shall stand. Stand when everything else fails. Listen. Job fails, family fails, friends fail. Listen. Preacher fail, deacons fail. God never fail. He's going to be there. This perfect security. My feet will allow me to stand in his house. And we see personal fellowship. Oh, Jerusalem, hey, what a time together in the house of the Lord to sing praises unto him and to share the word of God and to, and to greet and meet people and, and love on people and, and say, hey, what can I do for you? Um, it's just amazing to me. Well, let me give you a third thing right quick. We talk about the invitation. We talk about the impression. Uh, but verse, verses uh, 3, 4, and 5 gives us an image. You know, and I think about our church. What is our image? Verse 3 says, Jerusalem is builded as a city that is compacted together. Whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, under the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord, for there are set thrones of judgment and thrones of the house of David. The thrones, uh, the altar. It's an image. When we think about church, uh, you know, come go to church with me. Okay, what do we think about? Well, we think about the building. Okay? But we really should say, uh, as, as verse 1 says, the house of the Lord. This is his house, okay? And the church gathers at the house. So the image is a type of New Testament here. And we talk about, and we think about um, as chosen by God. You see, God said, um, you know, that he, was, he created this thing. He put it together. And then Jesus uh, backed it up by saying, upon this rock I will build my church. Not the building, folk, but the people. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now listen, the devil is going to go at us in every angle he possibly can. You know, uh, basically, uh, we changed the course of the history of this church this morning. This morning. And we're about to make other changes in the history of this church. And Jesus said, hey, you build it on my word. You build it on the rock. And the gates of hell, they may fire at you, they may shoot at you. In fact, Psalm 11 says the, that, that, that the devil, his crown, has an arrow on the bow, already on the string. The bow is pulled back, ready to shoot at those of you and me who are faithful to God, that they might hinder us from doing what God wants us to do. The devil works at every angle possible. So when we think about this image, a top of the New Testament, uh, chosen by God, founded upon the rock of Jesus, but also as taken from the enemy. You know, the, the devil might mess with us physically and mess with our mind, but he can't mess with our soul.
If we're saved, we belong to Jesus, and nothing can change that. And we're part of his family. We're part of his church. Here on, in this earth, in this community, in this town, the First Baptist Church stands on the rock of Jesus. And we encourage and we invite others uh, to come and be, and be a part of what God is doing. In that, in that verse, he says, compacted together. Now, what does that have to do with? I feel like it has to do with unity of the church. Okay? Unity. I see it on, 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 on uh, several um, care cards. Pray for unity in our church. Well, we want unity in our church. We need unity in our church. No, you're not going to please everybody. But we ought to all be able to agree to disagree and get along with one another for whatever is coming. And sometimes, you know, waiting on the Lord is tough. Uh, that's probably the toughest thing. You know, just, well, just a few weeks ago, you know, we, we found out, hey, we've been invited to Africa. And, you know, and I, I'm, I'm in a countdown mode. I, I'm, I'm looking at my days, and I'm trying to coordinate everything so that, hey, when time comes to board, I won't have to look back and say, oh, man, I forgot. Well, that could happen. It might happen. But we... We're compacted together. We're in unity together uh, for the glory of God. Second um, Chronicles 7.14, it simply says, If my people. Well, who is the people? The saved people. The, the church members who are saved. If my people. It, it says if, if we'll humble ourselves and, and seek the Lord and call on him. He said, I'll hear you, I'll answer you, and I'll forgive your sins, and I will heal the land. Well, to me, God wants unity. Um, this, this prayer is prayed by the Lord, uh, John 17. Jesus prayed for himself, and then a little further in the Scripture, he prayed for his disciples. He puts it like this, the men that you have given me. And then in the last part of the chapter, and he, he said, I pray for those out in the future who will believe and follow. That's us. So you see, the Lord put all this into motion because he prayed for us. Uh, it, this is also promoted by the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, in, in Acts chapter 2, where, where it says that uh, they were gathered in the upper room, and a rushing mighty wind came in. It was the Holy Spirit of God landed on every one of them in there, and they spoke a language that everybody in the city knew who Jesus was. They prayed. They sought the Lord. They maintained uh, this thing uh, in Acts 2, 42 and 47. After the fact, it says they went from house to house, breaking bread, hey, eating, praying, and seeking the Lord, Earnestly and in unity, and the closing verses, and the Lord added to the church every day such as should be saved. So it depends on us. People are not going to just get saved out of the clear here. You know, we have got to be about, our, about the business of the Lord. We have got to make sure we're in unity with one another. So when we go to share the word and somebody else follows us, it's the same message. Okay? Um, Verse 4, um, whether the tribes go up to the Lord, testimony of Israel, 
thanks in the name of the Lord, the duty of public worship. That verse says in one place. In one place. The Bible says that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some are as you see the day approaching. Hebrews 10.25. So it's, it's not, well, let me see, as a Christian, it's not legal not to assemble together. Okay? It is illegal as far as God's concerned not to assemble ourselves together. Now, Let's think for a moment. We, we're talking about our church. What, what if all the leadership, starting with me, Mark, Matt, our deacons, our Sunday school, our committees, everybody stood up and said, listen, we're resigning. We're going to turn it over to y'all. What would the outcome be? Would there be enough to say, hey, I'll take that. I'll do that. You know, basically, no, thank God, none of us have resigned, but many of you have stepped up to the plate to do things. And I made mention this morning about our uh, little girl children, you know. Uh, we need leaders. We need people who will step up to keep this thing going. Uh, verse 5 says, for there are set thrones um, of judgment and thrones of the house of David. Judgment? Yeah, judgment's coming. We're going to be judged by the law. We're going to be judged by the gospel. Now, the Bible teaches that you and I as a Christian, when we stand before God, will not be judged for our sins because our sins are under the blood they're paid for okay they're not going to be brought up what we as Christians are going to be judged for is how we lived in this world the deeds we done the words we used the Bible says we're going to give an account for every and notice he uses the word idle for every idle word we're going to give an account for that God's keeping records folk think well hey there's so many people in this world there's so many people, there's so many Christians. Hi. Well, he'll never get to me. Oh, yes, he will. I mean, you know, one day with the Lord is as a thousand years. A thousand years with the Lord is a one day. I mean, he will get around to it. Uh, and that's our excuse sometimes. I'm going to do that as soon as I get around to it. Well, God's already got the round to it. And when that time comes, he will get around to you and he will get around to me there will be a judgment day uh, for you and I and there also will be a judgment day for the lost they will be judged why they did not accept Christ I mean that's the bottom line I mean either they're saved or not saved Jesus said you either for me or against me well let's look at verse 6 it gives us some instructions it says pray for the peace of Jerusalem they shall prosper that love thee He's, here's a call to prayer. Prayer for babes in Christ. Those that are have just gotten saved. Okay? Some of you may have been wondering this morning, the little girl who came, Alyssa, and this is what she said. She said, I have been saved, and I'd like to be baptized. I said, wonderful. 
I said, do you want to join the church? She said, I don't know. I said, okay. And so Dealey was up there with her. And so the way we left it was, I prayed with her. And the way we left it with her, she's going to talk to her parents to see if it's okay for her to join or not join. And I said, if you want to join and they will let you, that'll be fine. You can come and join and I'll baptize you. But I said, if you do not want to be to join and you still want to be baptized, then we'll do that too. You've got to meet the needs, okay? But you've got to figure things out. I feel like, and hey, you know, when, when somebody comes to the altar, it's my business through the Lord to find out what the situation is, okay? I think sometimes people come and the preacher might say, okay, yeah, put the name down. Yeah, they just got saved and everything's fine. We're going to baptize them and nothing was ever, no questions, no quizzing. You know, we need to know why people are coming. We need to know what their reasons are. So as we pray, it says prayers, uh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We need to, to seek peace of the Lord. And, and that is the babes in Christ, the young people, young families, deacons, pastor, uh, anybody that represents our church. It's, it's a, uh, a praying thing, praying for peace in the lives of people. Because, hey, we're not all at peace. Lives are torn up, torn apart. And, and sometimes we overlook it by not saying, hey, uh, you know, what can I do for you? What could I do? How could I pray for you today? And then be there for them. Question, you know, how's things going? Uh, they, most folk aren't going to come out and tell you. But you just have to look for it on their face. Say, hey, you know, what can I do for you? How can I pray for you? How could I help you that your day might go better? Just knowing that somebody cares, you know, is a, a big thing. Let's look at verses 7 and 8. We see peace be within the walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions sake I will now say peace be within those we see the increase here where is peace most desired I, I, I just wrote that question now where is peace most desired the Bible says within the walls okay and so I begin to think about the walls of the home first of all you know homes make up a community um I think about uh, Brett Myers um, in Calgary, uh, Alberta, Canada, and he showed us before he left on a map of a, a community, I mean houses on top of houses, and he said they have no church. A lady in the community had a building, she said you can use this building for your church. He was invited to go to a community meeting. This was not a Christian meeting. This was a community meeting. At the community meeting, she introduced him as our preacher and asked him would he come up and share his testimony as to why he was there. You think God opened up a door? And he said it was just amazing that he got to share his testimony and that lady had given the building to, for them to use as a church. And, and it's growing. It's, it's amazing to me. 
because somebody heard the call to leave here, leave the comforts of home, leave family, leave friends, and to go where God says go. It's not the end of the world, y'all. I think of the walls of the home. You know, what goes on inside those walls? I think of the walls of the church, you know, as we meet for worship and business meetings. I think of the walls of the school. Pray for Lynn. She used to go this week and uh, meet the new principal there at Orchard Park. And uh, we're excited about that. And, And I praise God for those of you in the Good News Club who have stepped up and said, Hey, I'll do that part while you're gone. And it, that is, it's just amazing to me. And, and I think of the walls, listen, not only the, of, the, of the home uh, and, the, and the church um, and school, but how, the, how about the walls where you work? You know, who's there? Who's there that, that needs the Lord? Who's there that needs an encouraging word? That verse is where, there, where is prosperity. Talk about prosperity. So I asked another question. Where is prosperity most desirable? Prosperity most desirable. Well, the Lord said, enter into the closet. And when you have shut the door, he gives us a model prayer. Now, to me, entering the closet simply means to get somewhere that you can be privately by yourself Shutting the door means to shut the world out so you'll not be distracted so God can have your and my full attention. Most desirable place is in a closet. And the second most desirable place, I think, is in the church where your friends are, where they will rally around you when you hurt, when they'll rally around you when you're happy and rejoice with you and weep with you. The Bible talks about rejoicing with one another. It talks about weeping with one another. It talks about having compassion uh, one for another. Verse 8 talks about peace. Peace for the brethren. The love of God. Uh, The love of God will bring about peace. Um, You know, we want it instant. We want it right now. But it takes... A lot of praying, a lot of faithfulness, a lot of courage. Well, verse 9, because of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek thy good. We come to the inquest. I will seek thy good. When we think about the inquest, are we inviting others? Uh, not ever once in a while, but it's an opportunity every week to invite somebody to come to the house of God. Are we making a good impression? Uh, you know, I heard this a long time ago. We never get a second chance to make a good first impression. If we miss it on the first, we're not apt to get it back anymore. Is God proud of our image? You know, we're on the map, y'all. We're in the association. The association knows where we are and who we are. Um, The North American Mission Board, they have our name. They know who we are. They know where we are. And every so often, I get a card, like from the South Carolina Baptist. It simply says, Dear Kenny, we prayed for you and your church today. 
See, we're being thought of. And we're not just a spot, y'all. We're, uh, we're, we're somebody that God loves. We're somebody who's doing our part to do the work of the Lord. Are we given the right instructions when we come? Are we given instructions that's going to stick? Are we given instructions that's, that's worth following? There will be an inquest one day. And you and I will be there. But I was glad, and I am glad, and I will be glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I have no idea where I will be preaching in Tanzania, Oringa. But they said I'd be preaching twice every Sunday. Probably different places. May have to drive a long way, but you know, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time in not only in land in my life, but it's an exciting time in the life of this church. To be able to do what you all are doing. Giving us your blessings, supporting us financially and with your prayers. And to know we're going in the name of Jesus. And we're going with your blessings. And we're going to carry First Baptist of Westminster to Tanzania, Africa. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity just to stand and just to simply share your word. And Father, I, I'm, I am so glad that my mother and daddy saw to it that I was in church. And Lord, I, I'm sorry that I was rebellious through the few years but I thank you that you gave me an opportunity to say I was glad when they opened the doors of the church again for me. Thank you for saving me, calling me, putting me where I am, and giving me an opportunity to serve. Bless our people here, Lord. Thank you so much for them. And if there's anyone that needs to come to the altar tonight for any reason, Lord, give them the courage to do so so that they can say, I was so glad I went to the house of the Lord tonight. Bless our youth as they've had care this evening. They were going out to eat. Lord, just watch over them. God, it was so sweet and just uh, so good this morning just to look, and they all were seated over there in a group. Lord, they're our church of tomorrow. May we lead them to say, I was glad when they said, let's go into the house of the Lord. Help us to give them the right instructions. Love them. Help them along life's way. In Jesus' name, amen.